everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, podcast for StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this July 18th. Uh, we have a fun show for you because we don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, uh, we have a couple things at the top that I'm going to pitch to these two wonderful folks here named James and Lacey. Um, yeah, don't adjust your dial if you're watching on Lacey. YouTube. Lacey has a new background, so let's get that out of the way. Fam, we've made it. We made it here, fam. We it's did it. Happened. We did it together. The audio crowd's like, don't care. Just yeah. talk about it. No, it looks great. Looks great. Thank you so much. Who's the? Uh, um, is that, is that the Kira? This episode is my nightmare with no plans. What? Is that the Kira Mighty Mug on the top there? Yeah, and SpongeBob's behind her, but you can't really see nice. him. The- so I, I love SpongeBob, and it's their like figures where he goes imagination. Uh, <laughs> they yes. did like a but- meme line, so I bought like all. I love SpongeBob. By far, your most admirable piece is, uh, or I should say, admiral piece is your Akbar. Yeah. yeah, there's my buddy. They're like so. People at home listening, uh, before, so my background has progressed over the years of like random closet where you can't see anything. That was my to favorite. Room that's really dis- <laughs> <laughs> room that's really disorganized to shelves that look like Star Wars threw up on it. And I have now, I don't know, upgraded my background. But the thing is, is that there's only so many things that you can put in the screen so I had to make choices mm. really fast tonight because I haven't done the whole thing yet, but I was like, oh no. And like certain things won't fit in certain places. So I was like, oh God. Well, I think you have the best opportunity to every week change like your centerpiece item or something. Ooh, that's, that's a lot you of pressure. Have a lot, you have a lot of stuff though. I know. Someone recently asked me to do uh, the, the 365 collection oh, yeah. again. They were like, can you do that? I really enjoyed the last one. And I was like, I probably could do literally two more years of it and never repeat. That is insane. That took a lot out of me. (laughs) Shut up, John. (laughs) Jerk. Also, I mean, but I was you like, have wow, your... someone was so nice and said they enjoyed something I did. And John's like, shut up. No one cares. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Right? What? You have your schedule then, right? You could just do that in order. I could. Yeah. I don't schedule it though. It was really random. I should have been more organized, but regardless, it's exciting and new, and um, it's really thanks to the patrons where I get to upgrade stuff. Thank Very you cool. all. Patreon.com/slash/resistance/broadcast. If you like the show and you want more of us to make upgrades, and to all those haters that said it would never happen, here we are. <laughs> Were there, there were haters? so many people that were so all you Vader haters out there <laughs> I'm joking but we'll there were at least I don't know five people that every week could be like so you're never moving right like that's never well, happening when, I was like it's happening when we first started YouTube it was probably around when you joined and you were mm-hmm. in like that dark closet with just like a lamp on and people probably thought it's my guest room's closet yeah people probably thought we kidnapped you and just had you podcasting out of a closet so we didn't do video yeah, then. we didn't do video in the closet no no i did no, no. Oh. i didn't do video until i was like out of the closet out of the <laughs> closet in the other room at a desk gotcha especially is that matt's now sitting 20 feet from me mm-hmm. oh so he gets to make awkward faces at all oh, my lame no. jokes oh he has to listen to you podcast now mm-hmm. oh my don't 
All right. <laughs> well, here we are. Smile. We're doing the thing. He can be Gene's guy now. Like he can just yeah. show up like he a little goes, bit. He goes, I'm ready to die. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> all right. Here's the deal. Hasbro, the wonderful people at Hasbro have decided if people don't want to back the things that we're trying to make, we're just going to make action figures of the people. So this the newest thing that they're doing is called oh my God. the Selfie Series, where you can make yourself into a six-inch Star Wars action figure. And boy, are people who have Twitter accounts who like Star Wars going to make these. Uh, I, I, I think this is the strangest thing. I think it's kind of cool, but still a little strange. I would only make one of these if you two made one, because I'd feel like I would have to do it. But yeah. what do you guys what do you guys think of this uh, when you heard it? I thought it was a uh, a joke when I first heard it, but apparently it's a real thing. James, what do you think? I'll let you go first. I I think that it's smart for them to do this. Um, I would say the only person that really loses in this is like if someone does this and then later gets their action figure made, or or maybe anybody who is getting their action figure made for a legitimate reason. Is like, yeah, but anybody can get their action figure now. You know, you just pay to have your action figure done kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's the only thing that I think like there's a little bit of a loss uh, for the people that like, I don't know. It's really cool. Like I, I remember we've seen so many Star Wars characters or, or actors get to like see their action figure for the first time. And they're very excited about it and stuff. But I don't know that that's really going to take away too much. Um, so it makes sense to me. Um, and it, it is kind of cool. Uh, I imagine we will go around here and say like who we would want as an action figure, like who, what character we'd like to have our face on. But what Lacey, what are your thoughts? So I was kind of surprised they decided to do this only because people have been doing this for a really long time. Like when I used to work for comic conventions, there were always booths that were set up that would do a full body scan of you and then 3D print your action figure for you. Um, so this is like not new technology. They've been doing this for a while, like smaller guys. So I'm sure those people are like, hmm. come on, man. Um, uh. The thing that I can think of at first when I looked at the action figures is that they look like the people, but they still don't look exactly like the people. Um, but I know that there's a lot of um, creators out there that are super talented that do repaints of action figures. So I could be th- see this being something where you get yourself printed and then maybe commission one of those guys to like paint it even more detailed to like really look like you i don't know if you guys have ever seen that like people repaint barbie dolls or action figures and stuff it's really cool um other than that like i still don't know why (laughs) we haven't had a ben solo action figure um, well adam driver can make can order one of these (laughs) and have them make one yeah I know, and I feel like that's going to be like the, well, you could print your own. I'm like, okay, but there's only like, what, three bodies that they're putting things on? Mm-hmm. So it's like... There's only three bodies. It's very specific characters. You can be an X-Wing pilot. You, like, it's very specific stuff oh. so far. Um, So like, it's a Power Ranger, but it's like specific Power Rangers. So basically what they're doing is they're taking the molds that they already have, and they're building the bodies <laughs> and just shoving your head on it. Right. That's literally what and they're with doing. Ghostbusters too, I believe, is another one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't um, I didn't realize that it was it was limited to that, so I'm seeing, oh, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, you know. So it yeah, seems to me I, that one looks like Sabine. Is that not Sabine? I don't know. They might I think they have a Mando body, uh, an X Wing body, and then something mm. else. But 
They haven't announced the price for this, first of all. It's nowhere to be found. They said that they're going to first let people start pre-ordering at San San Diego Comic-Con. So I'm interested to see what the price for this type of process is. Um, But personally, I I understand how it could be cool. I don't want an action figure of myself. I would want it of the characters that I really love. Like, I still want a Therm Scissor Punch from Solo. Like, I still want all those cool creatures that we never got anything of. Um. And I remember sitting in a bunch of interviews with Hasbro where they'd be like, well, you know, every time we make an action figure, we're not making something else. And I'm like, okay, well, you did this. So does this take away from something? Was something, you know, pushed aside to make this happen? How does this correlate with what is announced? I just... Um, Yeah, I'm interested to see... Oh, Stormtrooper was the other body, James. So it's Mando, X-Wing, Stormtrooper. I I feel like... I don't know if this is true or not, but this is just my feeling on it is Mm -hmm. I feel like they are maybe too dialed into what they think people want via what people talk about on social media and stuff like that. And sometimes a lot of people talk about stuff on social media, but they're not using their money to buy said things. It's just like... Well, the Reva... The double-sided lightsaber uh, they announced at yeah. yeah celebration people were pumped about it and then when it got announced it was Riva's I feel like people then were like nah so that so which is interesting yeah to me. my whole thing on the Riva thing because it was expensive to me that's why I didn't yeah even it's go like five hundred dollars expensive yeah it's an item for a character that is only being used in something we already just saw and that's the only time we're ever going to see it used unless they do a prequel thing with her or like no comics. tears. Right. She at the end of yeah. the series, she quite literally throws that lightsaber away. Gone. Done. And then they're like, buy this brand new Reva lightsaber. It's like it's already outdated from a canon perspective. Like there's But I wonder if they knew that though, to be That's fair. the thing. I think there's a <laughs> big disconnect between know. Hasbro and Lucasfilm. I know a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with, you know, the protections of story and stuff, and I completely get that. You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but for something like this, like a prequel series, even though it's a new character, I think that right. might have been a mistake. Um, but because like they didn't worry about reveals for the episode nine or episode one figures, the Phantom Menace, they stocked all the shelves. Here's this person. Here's this person. Here's what they have. Qui Gon has a green lightsaber. Just so you know, you know all this stuff. <laughs> and, and like now, it's like we dare not reveal who this new Inquisitor's lights what what their lightsaber is. Uh, it it mm-hmm. it's just. I think that's a misfire, just like the bad timing with the Rancor thing. Um, we talked about that. Everyone's been talking about that, how, you know, yeah. you put that out after Chapter 7 of Book of Boba Fett and maybe it has a better shot. Um, so Not only that, know. if you do that specific Rancor, because Mando is yeah. still remains the number one thing for them right now. Mm-hmm. And that's why they keep making figures of those yeah. characters for Mando. Like, that's their moneymaker. Um, yeah. So I'm... I'm not surprised they keep making stuff from the Mandiverse and the new characters that come out from that. But I feel like there's just this kind of gap for me as a collector where I'm like, I love the sequel trilogy. I begged them for years for a Ray lightsaber. And when it came out, everyone got one. And I was just like, okay, well, where's that sequel stuff? And I feel like every time I have a conversation with them, I get fan questions that are like, what about sequel trilogy stuff? Where's that kind of stuff? And it's just like, for me, it just feels like we're... They're, they've moved on from it and they're only doing Mando, which is a little frustrating, or prequel stuff. You, and I'm like, look, I love the prequels too, but 
the prequels did make a lot of toys during the prequels. Yeah. Do you think this is Hasbro or do you think this is Lucasfilm? Like who's like is Hasbro like we want to make blank because we think people really want that mm-hmm. and Lucasfilm saying no nah, don't make that stuff make make Reva's lightsaber you know or something I... like that and they're like okay I guess I don't know if it's that I I think that speaking about Ray's lightsaber I think that was a thing that they didn't know about until later. And then Disney moved quicker because they didn't do the switch ignition, whereas Hasbro did. So it took time to develop that and figure that out, which it's absolute perfection. Um, It's just things take time and then COVID and supply chain and all these other things like people are still haven't gotten figures that they said were going to come out last month. It's just crazy. And I'm one of those people we say it all the time on the show about like wanting to root for stuff like I want to root for Hasbro. I've bought so much stuff from them. I want them to make cool stuff that I can support them and be like, yes, I want to, you know, back their projects, like the Razorcrest and stuff. But it's hard to back things when you're like, okay, here's a lightsaber with no tears for a character that you're going to see probably once. And it's just like, I don't know. I... I just don't know. The And for our audience who's wondering, like, are they going to do the resistance report thing? Um, no, today we're really just doing one of those open chats that we do every once in a while. It's not a state of Star Wars. We're just talking about whatever's on our mind and whatever's topical. And that's going to be the show today. We have other stuff later. We got resistance transmissions and, of course, uh, an awesome pod race. So just for everyone listening and, and watching, um, just sit back and enjoy the conversation, I guess. But um, hopefully... But the thing about the sequel trilogy you have me thinking, Lacey, is I wonder if because they feel maybe not everyone loved the sequel trilogy. I mean, everyone I talk to really enjoys it, but maybe they're waiting for the nostalgia element of it, sort of like they saw with the prequels happening. And maybe they're waiting for the kids who grew up with it to have money and income to spend money on stuff. Maybe they're, they're just on a holding pattern right now for that and saying like, all of you who are old enough who liked it when it came out, you're going to have to wait. We know you're still going to buy it anyway when it comes out because you're going to be even more hungry for it because of the nostalgia. Uh, I think maybe that's got to be the plan. Otherwise, I just don't understand it. So I'm looking for a reason. That's the only thing I could think of. I mean, maybe because the stuff that they've been making have been prequels, Rogue One, and Mando. And those things are tend to tend to be the things that are trending a lot online. Yeah. And the things that people want. Um, I'm telling you though, if they made a Ben Solo, that thing would sell out real quick. And it's not just from like diehard Ben Solo fans. I'm saying like everybody that liked Kylo Ren. What do you bought Kylo Ren stuff? What do you think if say they didn't do the Reva lightsaber? Say they did mm. a Haslab Ben Solo lightsaber? Would that have been backed? Yes, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I feel like there's there's no way around the that blue one, one like his before he turned. Yeah, and if it came and maybe with the stuff, tears, the tears could be different stuff. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the tears could be something that may. Well, he'd have to start getting into weird canon stuff. But I was gonna say maybe then it could be turned into, or the blaster he the uses red one? to the fight his way into the Lando gave uh, him. Yeah, that Lando gave him. Yeah, because his lightsaber does exist already at Galaxy's Edge. So to do the blaster would be something really, really cool that has a lot of different elements that play into it from it being Lando's to being in the books to then, you know, obviously people are big Ben Solo, Kylo Ren fans. I never buy stuff, ever. And they haven't done a blaster yet, I don't think. No, they haven't. Um, They've only done ships. But but I just bought the 
pre-ordered the new Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber because I'm like, this thing looks... It, it was always my favorite it lightsaber amazing. hilt. It's the same as Luke's from Return of the Jedi. Quite literally, it was the same prop, but it's just painted mm -hmm. differently. It was always my favorite hilt. I like this the, the, uh, display it comes with and everything. I was like, I haven't bought a lightsaber in a while. I have the Vader one that I got 17 years ago. After watching mm -hmm. that final duel, I'm like, I got to get the duel and put like I'll display them eventually together. Um, mm -hmm. But so I'm coming from a perspective of someone who doesn't buy stuff and just wondering what people do. Now, Lacey, obviously, you have a different background now. Uh, people are used to your other background. You buy stuff. You, you have a lot of I Star do. Wars merch. Uh, James, you're, I think you're more in line with me. You don't buy stuff that often. Uh, but a lot of our listeners buy more stuff than all of us combined. You saw at Celebration, mm -hmm. some of our listeners are like, they had to pack a probably a, an entire cargo thing and have it shipped home. I still can't get over. I didn't really buy anything there. I bought like a couple pins. The art piece ahead that. of time you got. And the art yeah. piece, yeah. And that was Yeah, like me it. too. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be interesting what they do next. I mean, HasLab now is O for their last two. So they may have to, you know, reconvene and figure out like maybe we're looking in the wrong areas or we're doing things timely in, in, a, in a bad uh, space or, or we have to get more in line with, you know, Lucasfilm or something like that. I, I don't know what it is, but like, we, like you said, you know, we're rooting for them. We want them to do well because we like when they make good products for fans to enjoy. That's what it's ultimately about. I don't care about HasLab's profit margins. I care about them being able to make something that fans can uh, afford for one thing, uh, or if not, it's something that people who do have the money to afford it can get, and if it's a quality product, all that stuff. So, it's all about making good it's stuff. It's expensive to be a collector. I mean, those Black Series figures are now upper 20s. Yeah. You have to, if you're getting every single figure, like, good for you. <laughs> it is not cheap to do yeah I, yeah i can only crazy. think like when i think about that stuff i have a couple of black series that i've picked out and they all just seem really random but when i think about ordering them i always think about ordering them in collections like oh, i want to mm -hmm. get all of the, the ghost crew i always want to get right each each one of the bad batch you know what i mean like i was like i like that concept and there's still some today that i'm like i would i would i don't I'm not like I haven't purchased any of what I just said, but if I were going to buy some, that seems like a, a cool thing. There's still some groups out there and things that I like. Well, we haven't seen that. Like, why didn't they do that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely leaning towards this the side of as a Star Wars collector in general. I always buy like the weird stuff, like the stuff that's like I don't know. Like the, I have the Camtono from Disney from the mm -hmm. Disney store that was sold out. I the Disney night, they put it online. I grabbed one or like, I don't know, the desk piece from Tom Spina of the oh, yeah. Kowakian lizard monkey. Like I like weird stuff mm -hmm. because it's just, I like stuff that's a little different. Yeah. I, I, I recognize that like, cause a lot of stuff, um, that I might be inclined to buy is just like something that like everybody has, you know, it's just like they, they mass produce this thing like crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like mean, Black Series, for example. You know, mm -hmm. you can just go to Walmart and pick up that toy, but it's well, like you, you have can't. to go to Celebration That's or something. That's the well, other part of this is that it is impossible to find figures now because a lot of the stuff's done through exclusive sales online, and they sell out in two seconds, and it is impossible to find them in the stores. Mm. And it's just, I mean, John, I think posted a picture of Walmart like what oh, was it a week ago, it two weeks ago, and it was just empty. Yeah, it was like two of those like kid lightsabers. And 
I don't even know if they had any action figures. It was like a plush Boba Fett. It was, I was uh, like, man, I, at least, you know, when they like dwindled, dwindled it down, it was like a section of an aisle that was still Star Wars and you would see action figures and stuff like that. This was one row of pegs or column of pegs with like nothing on it. Like it was crazy. And there were like other franchise stuff that I didn't even know what, what they were with like a lot of mm-hmm. stuff on the wall. I'm like, what is going on with Star Wars merch? Why, <laughs> why is it so this way? What? I don't, I don't, I feel like it's just trending in the wrong direction in terms of, and even people who are like mega positive and they love everything that they make and everything that they make is gold. Uh, like I feel, I feel frustration with them uh, when it comes to merch and merch availability and these like, you know, scalpers buying up all this stuff and you see it on eBay an hour later for a thousand bucks and like, there's got to be a better way for them to get this stuff in the hands of kids, more importantly for me, and uh, of course, collectors. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Who who knows what they're going to do with that, but um, I mean, what else? I mean, we could we could talk about merch for forever because there's just a lot of, mm-hmm. they're always putting out stuff so we can go through that, but I think the pulse of that, you know, I, I don't see it. I, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like a positive part. When, and Star Wars always felt like it was the one that would set the bar when it came to action figures and stuff like that. Um, since it's like inception. I think my, yeah, my positive experiences with merch as of late have definitely been from like fan created merch, like fan t-shirts and pins and stickers and stuff because people get really, really creative. Um, and like I said, it's different. It's not the same art on every single shirt on every because that's how they how Disney does it is they have a folder of different art designs and they give them to companies and then the company takes them makes puts their own spin on it. But it's basically the same design. Um, Yeah. So I've always enjoyed more of the fan created stuff. Plus, you're supporting someone that's a, a small creator, which is always a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Have you guys read Shadow of the Sith yet? I I was just I was going to buy it today. But I forgot. It's so I'm sitting well next to me, and it is one of the most beautiful Star Wars books I've ever seen. Like it's got this nice kind of velvety cover. It's mm. got this like smooth cover, and the <laughs> art is like so crisp. It is, it is a thick book though. It looks like Harry Potter. Is it? <laughs> like, is it really that long? <laughs> it's a thick book. And is it hardcover like, only? I don't know. I love hardcovers, so I'm not a paperback type person yeah i guess i had to buy the hardcover it's beautiful though and i'm so excited to read it and i keep people keep being like have you read it i'm like i haven't had the chance Mm -hmm. and i feel bad because like i love adam christopher and like i haven't had a chance to read his book oh my god that is uh, like looking at the length of the book i think that's the biggest star wars book that's been released in canon the longest let's take a look yeah it's a big book. It oh my is. Gosh. Pages. Four hundred and sixty-five pages. Oh, mama! It's a beautiful book, though. It's like really nicely colored. It's, yeah, once I love we all the art with Luke Skywalker. Once we all read it, we got to get uh, Adam on the show. Yeah, and do one a whole episode about it because I yeah. I'm, I'm like geeking out about it. As soon as it came, I was like, "This book is amazing." Yeah, I you know me, I usually don't like reading Star Wars, but I've known Adam for some time now, and I felt so bad when his Mando book got sort of panned or canceled, and then but when he got this, I was like, 
I gotta read this book. So I gotta check this out. Yeah. Gotta check it out. James, are you on this yet? What's going on with you with the uh, Shadows of the Sith? Shadow of the Sith? Sith? Yeah. No, I'm I'm always get I don't know. Stuck with all these books. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Not like stuck with them, but I mean like I'm stuck on the on the fence, like of if I want to move forward with, with this one and that one and stuff and I don't know, it's just I mean been disheartening for yeah. a while now on how much yeah the, all, all of the reading and and then i mean high republic i'm totally disengaged from i'll fully admit that i i don't have that much interest in that right now and then i look at what else is out princess and the scoundrel i'm not that interested in that the padawan mm-hmm. book I, I don't have much interest um so this is the one i want to check out especially with all the little like nuggets i'm hearing about it and how it's sort of um i guess improves the uh gaps or appreciation for things in the sequel trilogy so i don't know so i i was thinking about this recently when it comes to like because he's doing a commercial for the book right now she's got the book yeah on her desk at this point like how many books have come out and i was thinking like i remember when i was reading them and it was interesting because i was like "Ooh, this one's a seven like this one's a five this one's a Mm -hmm. nine right Mm -hmm. And then I had this list of everything, like how I rated them. And I was like, okay, these are the best. Cause these to me are like nine or above, you know? And there was like four or five in that category. And then there was more and then there were more and more, you know? And it just feels like anytime I ever read it, giving the score is like, it's not like it's one of the eights. It's like, it's another eight in a, in a sea of eights, you know? And it's, um, I think that, I think that kind of comes from having read so many of them. Like I was reading all of them and I got just so burnt out. I'm like, I don't know if I read this, what do I get out of it? There's hardly any discussion happening around it. And then when it comes to like videos and reviews and other thing, I think one of the big thing was, is like, I remember there was a big Star Wars book that was coming out like it was you know you would think that it would get a lot of reception and I went an entire week and I only saw one piece of content about it that wasn't promotion just like from Star Wars like so one Star Wars creator or fan or anything posted one thing about it once and I was like what book was it it was the third Thrawn book Oh, well, I, that's your answer. <laughs> Had I known John was going to say something like that? Well, there are a lot of Thrawn There's a books. lot of Thrawn books. books are there? Yeah. I know, but I'm saying like they keep making those books because they're, they're selling. They're selling. Or, like people are obviously interested in that. So you would think that like the Rise of Skywalker of the novels is coming out and yet one person did a review on their thoughts on the book and I saw nobody else talking about it. Not even fans like excited to read the book today, picked it up today, you know? Well, also, you know, besides like in our, in our chat, like obviously in the Patreon chat and stuff. And don't forget like that's we're we're talking about every release that comes out, but I'm talking like on Twitter, you know, my feed or on YouTube, Googling like review of book, you know, just didn't see anything. And a book doesn't need to, sell a ton to offset its costs like 
know, I was in publishing production for a decade and it's like, yeah, it costs money to produce a book, but not like mm-hmm. a TV show or anything else like that. So they can make a Thrawn book even though 2% of Star Wars fans buy it and still make money on it. You know, Timothy mm-hmm. Zahn can put bread on the table or whatever. So um, I, I, I get that. It's just I... I have I always had a hard time reading Star Wars anyway, but with this book, Shadow of the Sith, I just feel like everything I'm hearing about it just feels like there's just so many juicy elements to this thing that I really just want to absorb it myself instead of just reading everyone, a what happened in uh thing. Yeah, and everyone I've seen cuz I've been reading a couple like non-spoilery reviews have mm-hmm. said that it expands on what we see in the rise of skywalker where there's a lot of moments that you're gonna be like oh my gosh this moment means so much more now um which i would love to have with that movie because there are a lot of things that i'm like i don't really like this about that Mm -hmm. movie but i would love to have that connection with this book where it kind of gives me a little bit more explanation to why they made certain choices yeah like wanting to watch the clone wars because you didn't like attack of the clones or whatever yeah right right um the the interesting thing to me is that I feel like from the outside perspective of why is this book getting more attention than other things, I think it's touching a little bit on that the stuff that we were just talking about with the action figures mm-hmm. and stuff. I think it's the only thing sequel trilogy we've gotten in a long time. So yep. covering Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, mm-hmm. older Luke. Ray's parents. Ray's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oshi of Bastoon. Like, and the fact that people are talking about how it potentially makes the rise of Skywalker a little bit better. It's just any sort of connection to the sequel trilogy at all. You have a subset of fans that are like, bye, 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 bye. Oh, it's the greatest mm-hmm. thing we've ever read or anything. And I don't know anything about the reviews. I have not read it. Um, it probably is pretty good, but I'm saying, I wonder if people are leaning that way because there's a certain connection to the sequel trilogy that isn't getting attended to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people like myself that definitely want sequel trilogy content. I mean, I've been saying it mm-hmm. forever. That's like, okay, what about more Ray? And they canceled the comic series and they canceled all these other things. And it's like, why are you steering clear of this this era? Yeah. So. And, you know, let's yeah. not, you know, they, they've, I feel like history is being re- rewritten a little bit about the prequels. Like when the prequels came out, they were not liked yep. at all. And um, I mean, little kids liked it, but little kids didn't have voices back then. And we get how that whole thing works now. Now they're the ones podcasting and all that. So it's gotten this like resurgence. And it's th- me. That's all well and good. <laughs> I still watch Attack of the Clones. I'm like, man, this is a, this is not a great movie. This really is not <laughs> a great movie. And like, I still have a hard time watching a lot of the scenes, especially the Padme and Anakin stuff. That's never going to change for me. That's just my take on it. But the Clone Wars animated series... Uh, a lot of the books and comics and stuff that they've made around that time helped people find their path to that era and see an appreciation in it, which is what they're starting to do now with the sequel trilogy. So for people I see uh, reviewing this book who may have hated The Rise of Skywalker or they didn't like The Last Jedi or whatever, they're like, wow, you know, this this made blank... Uh, more justified to me or this made this feel more sense like it had more sense to it or i i like this what this character did more now because of it so i think you know that stuff is key for a lot of fans to come to terms with things that they may have not liked so it's always a positive when you get a book like this i'm curious how i'm gonna view it because 
I liked all three movies from the sequel trilogy. There's some I like more than others. I feel like I like The Rise of Skywalker more than most people do. Um, so I'm curious how me, who likes that movie a lot, uh, will uh, what well, I'll take away from this book is mostly from what I've heard or how it's helping people who maybe didn't like it. Um, so that'll be interesting too. So anyway, Adam Christopher, congratulations. It sounds like everyone's really loving it. Uh, so we got to have you in the base once we all read it and absorb yeah. your awesomeness. So congrats on that. Um, but what else is going on? Doesn't have to be obviously, you know, news. We're not doing a resistance report here or anything like that. But anything else that caught your eye or you've been doing related to Star Wars or or anything for that some. matter? What are, what are your guys' thoughts on the Patterson cut of Kenobi? Have you come across this? The what cut? I Patterson cut. I watched a different cut that was better. I watched the Kevin Smets cut. Kevin Smets cut? Yes. What is that? So Kevin Smets, people may know him from the Schmodown. He is an editor. He's a TV editor and that's what he does for Mm -hmm. a living. He made his own version of it and I watched that. So he made a a movie version of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It was about two and a half hours. And I've heard about the one that went viral from that other guy, but I know Kevin and he's How like, did they download the show? <laughs> who knows? Who yeah, knows? I mean, you can, you can, yeah, you can screen record. I know somebody who like is that. sitting on their couch right now watching Jurassic World Dominion. So, who yeah. knows? Is it your couch? No, it is not my couch. It is absolutely <laughs> not my couch. Not me. Not connected to me. FBI, do not come to my house. It is not me. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like people just find ways with yeah. you know, their yeah. pirating and their, uh, whatever they call those things. But anyway, um, yeah. So I watched Kevin's cut. I, I, I didn't watch the viral one, but I watched Kevin's and I actually really liked it a lot because it, it cut down whatever, how long the series was to a two and a half hour movie. And it really did feel like a movie and there were still all the payoffs there and stuff like that. And they, yeah. um, he made some cool choices with the music and, and that sort of thing that weren't too on the nose. So I thought it was interesting. And, you know, he had said, like, I'm not trying to, you know, profit off this or anything like that. I, If you have a Disney Plus account, I want you to still go watch that. But I just did this for fun. So that's all. So great job, Kevin. I think uh, your cut was awesome. I don't know about this other guy. I don't know him. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, Lacey, if you if you missed that, it seemed like I was seeing it a lot on Reddit. And then... Um, Specifically today, my uh, my friend Ashi, you guys know Ashi from Beartooth. Yeah, he he was like, dude, do you, do you know how to get the Patterson cut? Do you have a link to this? Like, where can we get it? Because he it blew up so quick, so fast, that it went viral. That uh, he, I guess, he got contacted by Disney or something. They made him take it down. He <laughs> says, you know, I can't do anything with this. So, uh, you know, we we I worked really hard and we I raised up all this awareness around this two and a half hour cut. He also said there was like a four hour cut. He even went into uh, some spots and like changed certain things. Um, there was like a very specific scene with uh, where Vader's watching Kenobi burn in the fire, and he like adds a scene of a stormtrooper in there, and then like changes some of the voice uh, that Vader says to hmm. make it seem like he like Vader's allowing Kenobi to get away. Did he change the Obi Wan so he- running direction? the running direction remember how we talked about that where he in that same episode where him it's the third episode where him and vader have their first oh, encounter oh that's he right. runs to the right and then he comes back to the left <laughs> yes yeah kevin smith flipped it 
He flipped it. Did he really? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes. That's a that's a good change. That I was a great change. change. I was like, holy cow, he That's because it. the reason you notice that is because they're supposed yeah. to follow the action. It makes no sense. They've yeah, broken yeah, the 180 yeah. degree. Well, one of you pointed it out on our live show. They're like, it looks like he went back for something. Like he dropped a, like his <laughs> wallet. It's it's so weird to, to feel like I would I I don't know if it, either of you mentioned it, but I felt like I was the one that brought that up. I think you did. My <laughs> my thoughts on it were like when I saw it, um, it felt strange and and also too the, i mentioned at one point like the shaky cam thing yeah, yeah and like we kind of we kind of glossed over it really quickly it was like well i think it was supposed to be for like the tension of you know a nerveness of the moment or something like that and now it seems like i see it almost daily people being like what was with the shaky cam and kenobi mm-hmm. you know like i'm seeing that all the time and i'm like yeah i only I say know, that because I the first that hunger too. game felt movie weird. Yeah, the first Hunger Games movie, like the guy filmed the whole thing with shaky cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Lawrence, I believe his name was. He did the whole movie in shaky cam to get that feel of like you're in the woods with Katniss. And I remember that was the biggest complaint people had about the movie. They were like, yeah. "Why are you? Why are you like running with her? Like, why aren't you just put the camera you on know, a tripod, please?" You know what? My I think, and you know, check out those cuts if you like. Like, that's not a commentary on the actual version. I love the series. I think you, if you watched our episodes covering it, how long was? the where each of these versions it, it seems like they were both about two, two and, and a half. half you said two and a half i think his was two and a half as well yeah. he said he also did a four-hour version where he left some other stuff in if you're more interested mm. in that interesting um i saw a cool quote well not a cool quote but an interesting quote from the director of the boys which has been like everything i've seen about the boys everyone says is amazing mm-hmm. um but i'm through it i'm through season three yeah yeah he said that he had made a quote about tv specifically and he's like with these seasons now people are stretching these seasons to like you know eight nine ten episodes he's like you could tell the story in three or four or five like you don't have to stretch it out like just tell the story lacy did you finally watch stranger things i have not yet yeah John, you can't say anything on the podcast anyway. He already <laughs> ruined it for me, so there's nothing else he can say. I, all right. First of all, that was an accident. Second of all, I apologized. And we Everyone, everyone listening is like, did he spoil something again? No. Well, first of all, Lacey stopped same, talking same to me for like three days after I did that. I was so stopped, completely stopped talking to me. So, so we mad. we've gotten over it. It was like when George Harrison quit the Beatles for like three days. <laughs> So, not saying we're the John, Beatles, but... John kept texting me being like, are you still mad at me? <laughs> well, yeah, uh, kind of. But anyway, that I felt that way about Stranger Things because, and this is not a spoiler, some of the, epi- the episodes of this series are over two hours long. So, I watched volume one. I haven't watched the, okay. the, the second part right. that just came so out. So, I'll just say this. So, the this... first part, I skipped through all the Russian stuff. Exactly. I just did. Yes. I, so, I just did a whole rewatch of the whole season because I was, I was like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, with that show, once I absorb everything, you meet new characters and stuff. I'm like, I want to go back and rewatch it so I understand this better because there's like a billion characters in Stranger Things and they give them all wonderful arcs somehow. So, the Duffer brothers, you know, come to Star Wars, please. Um, but... When I did my rewatch, I fast forwarded through all the Russian stuff. I was like, that story. Oh, I did that to begin with. I was like, the, ho- <laughs> I was the whole. kind of bored with it. The whole Hopper story could have been told in 30 minutes. And they stretched that thing out so long. I don't need like he's sitting was... there in the snow 
talking to some mm -hmm. Russian guy about his like foot. I'm like, what am I watching? I'm like, just. I was also <laughs> surprised that they spoiled that so early on that he survived. Like they didn't let that have the yeah. payoff of him being alive. Because I don't know if you remember, like when they kind of faked his death or whatever. Then they were like, he's not really dead. And yeah. you're like, it's been two days. Like, yeah. let people, people probably sit. haven't seen this stuff. So, <laughs> well, that was last season. So oh, if but, they haven't seen last. But season, and let, uh, Stranger Things is pumping all this stuff out on their social medias now. Everyone yeah, knows that that so. guy. He's doing the press tours and all this stuff. I, I'll say this but before we go back to Star Wars. I don't like an in-shape hopper. I, I liked it better when he was like like an everyman. Dad bod hopper? Yeah, I don't like that. I liked it when he was like a, like a little bit of a slob. I thought that was more endearing to his character. Um, How dare he? About the whole, about the whole TV thing, and it, I've said it on the, the show many times, like I'm not as big of a fan of television because I like the rewatchability of a movie. Like I know like, oh, it's, it's two hours, put this thing on, get through it, right? And when I was having that discussion with Ashi, I was like, man, it, I wish, I almost wish that there was a, an officially released version of these shows that are like a theatrical cut that the directors or whatever could put together. I know it, that might feel weird because they feel like their art is the hour long episodes, but I was like, man, if I bet you, I bet you some would be on board if there's money involved and I would, I would, maybe that's a way to get me to buy physical again. They'd be like, instead of special features on the DVD, this physical version comes with a, a theatrical cut, like a two hour cut of the season. Um, and I'm like, Oh, I want to see that the official version of that. And then it got me thinking, man, it almost might be more interesting if they, <laughs> This is dumb. They'd probably never do it. But like if they released that first and you saw it and then they went through and had an entire season of the shows where all, all of that stuff has been expanded and it's like a the long form version of it. The best um, series I've seen recently where I did not forward, uh, fast forward anything or tune out or feel like at any point I was like, okay, where is this going? was Squid Games or Squid Game. That is the only show recently that I was like, I will take every single minute of this show. Yeah. You know what else? I feel don't like watch there the are episodes. What? You guys don't watch The Boys? I'm about, I'm going to start. That's my next show. I'm I haven't watched it. Matt watches it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I watch The Boys sometime and I feel like there's, there's times where I'm like, I don't have this reaction to Star Wars stuff. Like it's like, I'm like, this is the legitimately great, great show that I'm, excited at the end of every episode to be like I wow that felt that way a with lot. squid game squid game was something that i blew through in like a night like a mm -hmm. really did and you dream I, about I, it I, no why would i dream about it <laughs> well you know you so you never like watch something or a lot of it during a day or especially a night and then it like gets into your dream that night that happens to me a lot that would be terrifying no oh. <laughs> i thought that was a pretty <laughs> I mean, common I think thing it's pretty normal audience yeah come on no, I'm saying that specific hmm. situation. Oh, yeah. if, if it was Squid Game, yeah, specifically. Well, yeah. another, yeah, I feel that way about um, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Steve Martin and Martin oh, Short. I gotta watch that. That's that's. I'm hearing good, good things about yeah. that. The other show, the I used to say I don't watch a lot of television. Now I feel like I end up watching a lot of television. You just named but... like three. <laughs> well, you're like I don't yeah. watch a lot of television. I watch The Boys and I'm watching this show. I watch all yeah, of that, um, all 17 seasons of that. 
That's done. Exactly. I just rewatched I all like, of Cheers uh, and Mash. <laughs> all forty seasons. Uh, I like For All Mankind on Apple TV. But I hear that's is, good is too. Like, I don't think people are. I I don't know anybody that's like legitimately watching that. I don't think Molly I know is. one single person who is Molly Damon is. Is she okay? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. Maybe I'll like hit her up. Be like, you're the only person I know in real life that is like watching this show uh i feel like apple tv has a lot of good content but they just don't have the market Mm. but going back to what you were saying james i i think with mando season one and two i felt that way where i was like oh my gosh where is this going Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. book of boba fett and for obi-wan i'm gonna be honest i didn't have the excitement i had for like a squid game or mando Mm -hmm. it just felt Mm -hmm. like some of the episodes like there were it was slow, and then the last 10 minutes would be really fast. Oh, that was the quote from the boys guy. He said, you create a season where you have all these episodes, and it builds up to, like, one big episode. He's like, just tell the story. Like, you don't have to do this, like, slow, 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 fast, fast, fast. That's how it's like with, like, Harry Potter books. You read the whole book, and then at the end of the book, it's like, everything happens in the last two chapters. I hate that. I think the problem, I don't want to say the problem with Kenobi, because... I really enjoyed it and I've already done rewatches yeah. and I still like it very much um, mm-hmm. and what they made. I think what could have created that is it started with a movie and they wanted to keep a core story and clearly Stuart Beatty laid out the groundwork that most of his ideas were transformed into the show. So they had to stretch the dough out and then add stuff to, to fill six episodes because... Disney said, well, if this is coming to our platform, we need to make it content and we need to have eyeballs on it. So we need to add minutes. And so they probably stretched. They probably did stretch things out that maybe didn't need to be stretched out. So um, so that's Kenobi. Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. Robert Rodriguez. Maybe he wasn't the best fit for show running. Who knows? I think Andor is going to be great. Tony Gilroy. How you doing? I'm Buddy. so excited for that series. Yeah. <laughs> People are, everyone is sleeping on Andor. Shut up, John. <laughs> All right. All right. We are, uh, we got to move on. We have other stuff to do. So. Oh, okay. We, why do you have other things you want to bring up? No, I'm just laughing that we t- spent a good chunk of time talking about Stranger Things and other things. That are not Stranger Things have happened. I don't know what to tell you. And then we're just like, all right, time to move on. Time to move on. <laughs> Um, people actually like these open chats we have. We haven't had one in a while. So hmm. let us let someone else have a turn to speak in our next segment. All right, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So if you'd like to support what we're doing here, and you enjoy these open chats about Stranger Things and other stuff and taco challenges and what have you, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $2 a month, you can support what we're doing and what we plan to do, whether it be a taco challenge, uh, a pie to the face, or <laughs> like whatever weird stuff we come up with. Um, but outside of Patreon, you can also support us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast, or on YouTube here. You can su- subscribe to us. We just hit 8,000 subscribers, so thank you guys so much. 
um, definitely ring the bell for notifications so you don't miss anything. And on all the audio platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. So this is part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners take part. We ask them a question, they give us their answer, and then we discuss. So before I do that, I want to thank those people. So thank you to our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Trollton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Samuel Zelke, still haven't looked that up, <laughs> and Valtrich, God, thank you guys so much. Sam, you looked great in the shirt, by the way. <laughs> I yeah. did see the photo, though. Yep. Um, and our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and Jeremy Myers. Thank you guys so much. And this week we have General Beard, John Reese. What up? Speaking of collecting, John Reese has like a crazy sideshow collectibles, yeah. like perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, his question was, what familiar Star Wars character do you want to see appear in Andor that has not been officially announced as part of the show? John, take it away. Hello, TRB. General Beard here. Uh, just leaving work, and I wanted to get this video out to you. I really would love to see Saw Gerrera in Andor, Forrest Whitaker coming back. Uh, he'd be a little younger. He'd be a little more spry. We get to see him get involved in some more action. Um, I think it would be really great to see him interact with the early rebellion and how their approach to fighting the Empire differs so much and maybe how that affects Cassian, um, how Mon Mothma interacts, maybe even Jimmy Smith is back too. I just, I love Saw as a, a character and Forrest Whitaker as an actor and continuing his story from Clone Wars and filling in between where we see him in Rogue One at his end, I think it'd be really cool, especially with how hard-nosed he is and the approach and the stance that he takes against the Empire. All right, General Beard out. Everyone have a good evening. Awesome job, John. Now we're going to head to James. James, what did you think <laughs> of his answer? Did you go to me because it was Rogue One, or did you not want to say John twice? I did not want to say John twice because I knew you were going to mock me for it. So, John, John. Um, no, this is a, a great answer. And I think it's one of those like sneaky things like, oh, could we get it? Um, one thing that's kind of interesting, too, is the uh, the fact that Rogue One happened. You know, they show like a, a Saw Gerrera at one point early in the movie and he's got the bald head. And everybody remembers like that was our first look at him with the first trailer had him with the bald look and like you know he kind of walks out and everything and then like when he got to the movie he had hair and he was looked like it was totally different character that bald version shows up though so um you know it wouldn't be unfamiliar for people who have seen the movie to see that version of saw from a few years ago probably you know kind of thing most people probably didn't watch rebels or whatever but i think this is a good the good take saw could pop up here he could pop up in a couple other series around this time other movies and things uh that's awesome john yeah good pick and uh thanks for doing the uh uh, pod race john uh i'm not the biggest saw guerrera guy um but i do like forrest whitaker and i feel like if we can get a healthier saw guerrera i might be more interested um which john brought up you know he said maybe Mm -hmm. a guy who could be more hands-on uh doing the things that he's preaching um in a way um, I think that could be interesting. He's a fantastic actor. I like 
a lot of the things he's in, even that movie that a lot of people don't know, Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell from like 2002. He plays like the cop who's trying to hostage negotiator. Um, he's great. All the way back to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Who smashed up my car? Um, so I would love, I would be down to see him come back. I think that'd be a real treat for a lot of fans who love Rogue One and uh, love the character. And also, if they're really going to do that whole like Roots of the Rebellion thing and like they, they've hinted at it with Enfys Nest and, and obviously with Saw Gerrera and, and, and see what more of that I think is very interesting because then everything that comes after it, when you see the Rebellion fully realized, you knew all these people were involved in sort of getting that collective together and getting people to buy in on this ridiculous idea to rebel against this galactic wide gigantic empire and anytime you can give us more of those characters i think that's a benefit so it's a good pick i'm not the biggest saw guy but i i think uh it'd be cool to see still so great job as always john good to see you man every time i hear saw's name i just think of like who will you become my child and then it's like that trailer where she turns mm-hmm. around which wasn't even the movie yeah gareth edwards was like i just turned the light on and it looked cool so i said hey felicity stand over here while i turn the light on right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it um john great answer i think uh we're definitely gonna see him in the series i think like they're gonna try to make that connection in rogue one um but yeah thank you so much and now we're gonna head to Lacey for our next you know you get this new spot just let uh, let old things die it's time to let old things die (laughs) thanks Lacey (sighs) now it's time for resistance transmissions all right guys it is the part of the show where John puts up a crazy wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers so this week, we had a scenario of, say a prequel special edition is made, and they add one line for Dooku to say immediately after he cut off Anakin's arm. What does Count Dooku say? It's a hmm. pretty, good, pretty good question. Uh, first up is Sean Santarude at Rude Cold. How rude, Sean? Where you been? He said, I saw your browser history. You deserve this. <sighs> That thing's got legs. Yikes. (laughs) That is a TRB inside joke. Uh, Next is Robert Vincent at Rob and Nay Nay. Ooh. (laughs) Rob and Nay Nay. (laughs) Robert said, at least I didn't chop off your head. Mm. (laughs) Always go for the head. Yeah. He got his head chopped off by that guy. Yeah. By Thanos. By Thor. By, (laughs) By Anakin. No, I know. My quote was from... Never mind. Uh, next is Andrew Staley at Deuce underscore Staley. Hey, Andrew. He said, from now on, you can enjoy shopping at the secondhand store. Oh. Young Jedi. <laughs> well done, Andrew. The firsthand store. Gotcha. <laughs> next is Brennan at Qui-Gon Bren. What up, Brennan? He said, young Skywalker, it's foolish to think you could defeat a Sith single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> that almost uh, feels like it could be in the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah almost does. feels like a line you would say uh next is mark at the kind vacans at duh underscore kind underscore awakens and mark said i cut off your arm and pushed you aside this was to demonstrate that you anakin are arrogant and impatient and i am a formidable antagonist Count Dugu, written by George Lucas. 
<laughs> that also feels like it could be in the movie. That was yeah. that was one of the best ever. That was great, Mark. Next is Brian Ward at Brian E. Ward. What a Brian. He said, I could have cut off could could have cut off two arms, but I instead have chosen one. Got it. <laughs> ah, a prophecy joke. Oh. And next is Jagarama at Jagsy. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> this is your year, Jaxie. Yeah. <laughs> he said, chosen one my A. <laughs> and that's a swear word. <laughs> but well done. This is a John. This is <laughs> Go ahead, John. Why don't you yell that? Well, they say they say it, they say that word in the Rise of Skywalker, so I figure it's okay to say it. Okay, go ahead, say it. Uh chosen one my ass. No, you gotta say oh. it like you're Darth Maul. Get your butt to Dathomir. Oh, get your ass to Dathomir. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Back to you, John. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Um, make sure, in addition to subscribing to the show, sharing us with a friend, spreading the word about our show, uh, you're also going to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Um, uh, today, I should be putting out a review of the Light and Magic documentary that is coming out on July 27th. Uh, so check that out on StarWarsNewsNet.com. I obviously am biased because Lawrence Kasdan is my king. Uh, however, uh, it, so don't believe his review. <laughs> it is great. It's great. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all that. Lacey covered all the subscribe stuff, right? So um, thank you to everybody. Uh, make sure you do spread the word, though. That is really important. That's how we grow. So uh, the 8,000 subscribers on YouTube is huge. We're only 992,000 away from a million. Big milestone coming. So let's try to get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could follow me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just put out an episode on The Fugitive this past Tuesday. And we're doing White Men Can't Jump next week. James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. We will be back on Thursday where we're going to be joined by a guest, uh, comedian, writer, actor, impressionist. You know him if you're a Star Wars fan as the best George Lucas impressionist out there from the deep fake videos josh robert thompson will be joining us on the show on thursday we're gonna have a lot of fun with him so enjoy your weeks and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids <laughs>